0: morning good afternoon good evening good day i guess we'll have to let you guys choose for yourselves uh welcome to our 14th episode of the flight simulator podcast uh well from this point of view for those who are on twitch you can see two little cubs
1: and mine's trying to hit a building
0: (laughs) where we are right now is a nice little island called moose island uh which is very cute uh, yes, we're still at the parking. Oh. I know we could be somewhere else.
1: I'm not.
2: <laughs> well, you're it just
0: you disappeared. Okay.
1: Yeah, don't worry. I'm I'm here. It just it it flung me a little bit, so I'm right. doing good now.
0: Well, we're in uh in a little location. We're right next to the border actually between uh Maine, the US and New Brunswick in Canada, so Honestly, it doesn't look like it's cold, but in Canada it is getting pretty darn cold. It even started snowing uh, in uh, Toronto uh, slightly a few days ago, so it's quite worrying. Winter is coming yeah. very quickly.
1: Winter so, is near.
0: Yeah, it's 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 Canada. So if we look to our left, so from me we'll be down this way. We have Canada, so. If you're looking from the runway, and most people are down there, so it's to your left, you'll have Canada. And then, I believe it will be to your right, you'd have the US. So we're right at that frontier right there.
1: So there's it's lots important.
0: of islands, as usual, because with Far Isle pilots, so what better than <laughs> to go through islands? Even when we you. don't necessarily focus and look for islands in the first place, there's always an island that somehow comes back. That's quite interesting.
1: They always end up being there, so.
0: <laughs> yeah, and um, talking about flight plans and uh, and everything, we had a few people who have mentioned in the past um, wanting to uh, to suggest some flight plans. So uh, if you guys are ever interested, uh, we could totally uh, be open to flight plan requests. Uh, if you guys want to fly somewhere specific uh, or submit a full flight plan, we can work it out. Uh, feel free to send uh, send us a DM. Through the forums or uh, on Discord, I'll be more active on Discord. Um, Let's go back to my plane and uh, let's get ourselves
1: taxiing. Everybody, okay? Yeah, I'm about to come onto the main runway and make a right. My dog goes investigating the computer, so (laughs) hopefully, don't
0: don't put him in there. That wouldn't be good for him.
1: Yeah, I don't know what she's doing. She's I don't know if there was some thunder. She hates thunder, so when she hears thunder, she will come. Jump off.
0: That's funny because um, I have a friend whose dog is named uh, Thunder, and so he, <laughs> yeah, his Discord name is Thunderboo because of his dog. It's, it's kind of of a nice yeah. little story. So
1: irony is the cat couldn't care less. She's like, Pff. we had a hurricane and she didn't. She did nothing. You know, everything's whirling around and tiles flying off the roof and tree branches, and she laying there like I couldn't care less. Y'all can't kill me.
0: Those are cats, so. right?
1: Yeah, but the dog was like, "Oh, I see a bunch of people down here, so I'm moseying my way down there, kids. Yep. Take me a few minutes. Right behind you.
0: Are you? Honestly, it's it's a cute little oh, place, you know. It's uh, it well, I mean, this is right south of New Brunswick, so it would be a little difficult to uh for most people to 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 reach this location, but uh... it's
1: actually the easternmost city in the United States. There's a town. That's a little bit further east. I think it's called Lübeck, but this is the easternmost city in the United States.
0: <clears throat> Must be um. On an island, I guess.
1: It's actually a city made up of islands, all oh, consisting entirely of islands. So I thought that, and I didn't pick it on purpose. I just thought, oh, this is right by New Brunswick. It's kind of a nice place to start, and we could just follow the coast of Maine. And I didn't even realize I didn't have it super zoomed in, so I didn't realize that. The whole place was made up of of islands. I thought that's pretty cool.
0: Yeah. So for those who are interested, we're on uh, weather with, oh, okay, that does not look too good. Ooh, someone who just flew by us and my sim froze for a few seconds.
1: Um, So
0: weather-wise, we're on few clouds, 2.36 PM uh, local. That's 7.36 PM UTC with the few clouds preset. So it gives us a bit of everything. We do have a, a bit of wind four knots with a As for the map which is great because now it doesn't crashes the game anymore uh, we can see where we're going we're pretty much going to go straight south uh, all the way down to portland so that's going to be a fun little place to go uh, lots of islands to go through right there and each of the waypoints is an airport uh, a few of the waypoints don't show as airports but uh, it's right over an airport so if we want to go in for a touch and go for some of those uh, we can definitely do that and for some of them we can just kind of enjoy the scenery. And then we'll finally land at an international airport, which of course is Portland International. Yeah. That's kind of the city.
1: And conversely that's the biggest city that's in uh that's in Maine. It has something like a quarter of the population of Maine is uh in the city of Portland. By the way. Nice. Okay, could be um oh I'm trying not to hit anybody else. Little wing touch there, sorry guy. And I'm behind you, Cookie, so...
0: Actually, there's like two people right there, right behind you, so... And yes. every time we, we see your plane, we point it out, but I like that little smile.
1: Yeah, I do too. Every single plane here has
0: his little smile. I love it. We're happy.
1: All the planes are happy.
0: Yep. My nice little pizza livery as well.
1: Of course. Always. Someday can't I'm live... going to learn to make them and make my own, but...
0: You can't live you without know. pizza, can ya?
1: It's, it's no, just impossible. You just reminded right. me I haven't had one in a month.
0: Uh oh, that is That's something pretty... you need to correct. That's... I see we already got a few people in the air, so I suggest we get going as well. Throttle up.
1: Sure. Here we go. It's funny whenever I'm flying a tail dragger, I it's not that I forget, but I almost am surprised by the way the plane goes. You know, up lifts off the the back end. That when it pulls forward there, I'm like, oh. <laughs> yeah. over, overreacting, like, oh no, I'm nosing over. Why, you know? So, I don't fly them often enough. That's why I, sometimes I'm, I have to be careful when you break, obviously, so that you do not nose over. But I think it's going to have a beautiful, beautiful bunch of scenery here because we've got the, uh, you know, the coast and all the islands, and and uh, I love a little bit of the sea, and it's a nice area. It's something that breaks up the pattern. You know what I mean? If you're in the middle of the planes, they can be pretty. But sometimes after you've driven, like when you drive through them, you know, it's like eight hours. What do you see? A farm, another farm. And I remember when I flew to Europe the first time as a kid and I kept looking out the window and I'm like, mom, I think the pilot is lost. And she's like, why? I said, because I've looked out the window for the last six hours and I don't see anything but water. Where's the land? Oh, no. He's lost. <laughs> yeah didn't realize how big the ocean was. I don't know why I thought maybe after three or four hours, you might way in the distance be able to see Ireland or something. I don't know. I had no conception that you could fly for eight hours and you still didn't see any land. So that was definitely something.
0: That's true. In a sense, you can't see anything because you're looking at windows from the side. So you're never going to see
1: what's
0: upcoming as well.
1: Right. And I said they're bending my neck trying to see. I'm like, wow, I haven't seen anything for, you know, four hours, six hours. So it's kind of like the islands to break up the uh, the monotony of the sea.
0: Yeah, true. I mean, honestly, these, these areas are uh, pretty popular for, uh, you know, just regular areas. Because New Brunswick is uh, kind of like the lobster backcountry yeah, you, know, you go down there yeah. and you you can get lobster very cheap and just lobster, lobster everywhere everything. Uh lobster yeah. soap even I guess. <laughs> I didn't yeah. I didn't see lobster yeah. soap, but I would assume there's some. Uh this area I've been I've been there a couple of times. Yeah. It's uh it's amazing. Yeah. You'll go, go down there for a amazing. week during the summer and man it's it's perfect.
1: Yeah, it's beautiful. I was I was in Bangor In the area around it and it was just really beautiful i've never gotten to spend a whole lot of time i had family that lived there when i was a child but um we didn't quite get up that far and they would always go through Maine on their way to uh, nova scotia always jealous always wanted to go there as well someday we're gonna have to fly over there but um it's a great thing about the simulator you can go to all the places you ever dreamt of the places you never really got to visit and you can kind of go see them in the simulator with at least a somewhat idea of what it looks like, which is great.
0: Yeah. we could start flying towards the sun. Kind of looks nice. This yes
1: it does. Gets well, for you, lines. especially now it should feel a little bit warm.
0: Yeah, I man, I guess up there, it's looking can get pretty cold, but yeah, it must be a nice difference. Ah, it's nice to be in the air again. It's been a while since I've actually flown really in the simulator and i believe it is time for our topics
1: oh for sure yeah
0: every week take a look at
1: what we have today
0: oh so many things honestly um well we can talk about the usual weekly update but i mean i'm, I'm yeah. thinking a lot of people might be listening to this because there is a bit of conversation but there's also the updates i don't know if you guys have feedback about that if you're wanting uh us to have like a specific section where we just outline more about the updates that came out so you can you guys can stay on top of things uh with us let us know because we do go through these things but we don't necessarily have a specific order uh we just go through things that we find interesting so if you guys have feedback for this uh feel free to let us know
1: yeah i have a well, there's been a few products that were released that people might want to want to look into um, they're available on their websites or on sim market but we have um, FS dream team released um I like to pronounce it ball but it's basil um, Lima foxtrot Sierra Bravo airport it's only 18 euro um, if you're a p3d customer you get the uh, Microsoft flight simulator version for free but I want I want to try to give people when they're releasing stuff I want to try to give some of the some of the news out there, because I sometimes overlook, I spent years kind of overlooking what I could add to make it better. I have no idea why. And with the marketplace here and, you know, doing a little bit of research for our our flights, I'm like, you know what? That looks like an interesting one. I can't wait till the aircraft start really rolling out. Those will really be be something we have a little bit of time to wait. But we have a few, like, um, let's see, we got Latin VFR. They are offering Barcelona, which is – Lima Echo Bravo Lima and you can get it on their website. It's only sixteen ninety nine, so that's not too bad. And Vertical Sim, they're offering up Duluth Sky Harbor. It's only six forty nine euro. It's available on Sim Market. Wow. That one actually has one land airport or runway and it has two seaplane areas. So I can't wait for sounds like, like I said you're... more
0: of the in the analysis of things, it's like I want to spend a few bucks on the sim now that it's released, I've yep, gone through stuff. Exactly. And I'm guessing yep. a lot of people now are going through this, right? Where there's this feeling that, okay, I've discovered most of the things, now what? And for those who have that thought, you know, there's there's a few things you can do, and I'm sure many of you already have that crossed off your list, um, including going through uh, the, the challenges, the landing challenges, the the Bush flights as well. Those are pretty enjoyable Um, activities.
1: Exactly. But on
0: top of it, now there is a community of add-ons that have been building up. You know, there there's developers here and there it has been August, pretty much just covering everything since August 18th. So the whole month of August was figuring out how can we get liveries, uh, figuring out how we can do everything together. And then, September and October have been really working on getting everything together and that's just a matter of how can we now get content into this new platform and most of the stuff we've seen so far has been porting so taking uh, an existing product where everything has been done so the texturing the modeling uh, anything related to do with research and all that stuff to get a product where it's at and just reprogramming it for the new flight simulator that way there's no research involved there's no need to recreate assets or anything it's all there uh and we're seeing a lot of scenery come out because i mean scenery is not that complicated it is complicated because there's a there's a lot of things going on with uh with textures making sure everything's accurate and where it's supposed to be Um, and then you you go further in depth with airport life and so on but it's not that complicated to get it from one place to another from fsx or p3d uh down there and probably explain there could probably be some porting um and then there is the other types of things that you could do um we know planes are not there yet but there's add-ons that came out that are completely separate from the simulators they're not things to enhance the lights uh or to fix bugs um some do it and add more features Uh, so we have the a320 Of course, that is a A320X, it's a big project, tons of people working on it, adding a lot of functionalities to the A320 as a full free community project. Um, There's also, for those interested, a career mode um, with the add-on called NeoFly. Uh, So that's a little thing where you download a little software that's external. You can run without the simulator at first, so you can launch and, and get through it. You create a very quick profile. It's all offline on your computer. And you choose missions. You start flying from one place to the other. Uh, you get different missions. You get emergencies that are actually real time. So uh, it's using the the uh, the Apple. Uh, sorry, why am I saying Apple? Uh, it's using the Microsoft Bing Maps API. So if you have a true road closure because of an accident, where you live for example you could get your pilot to the scene and actually drop paramedics or firefighters so there's tons of those missions um and there's even new ones coming out all the time so that's something i found pretty cool uh, and i wanted to share it with you guys
1: yeah i definitely want to do that
0: there's some people they've spent hours on it uh that's crazy i wish i had more time because i would do those honestly uh it's just a matter of time and really the software is made so you fly so you're not in the software half the time now i would say it's competition to on air while not copying everything from on air it has its own unique things but you could hire pilots and, and do some routes while you do your own so it is nice i think it is something people should check out if you're bored of the simulator and you're looking for something else
1: I have one um I have an additional airport that came out where it's, it's got a funny a funny feature. I remember somebody complaining about the um Princess Juliana Airport in the Caribbean. You know, the one where they get blasted from the seven forty sevens when they fly really when they're landing. Yeah. And um, Airworthy Designs has released the airport for it, for Princess Juliana. And the funny thing is they've they've actually got bystanders. I'm 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 assuming they don't get blown down the beach, but it's just funny that they did at least populate uh, some people there too who would be watching the landing. So it was a little bit of nice attention to detail in that one. So That's that was like a lot of fun. Can I confess? I'll tell you the reason why. Maybe it's subconscious, but now that this simulator is out, I think part of the reason why I did not bother with a ton of scenery was because you couldn't. Even with some of the scenery, you still couldn't really do VFR very well. So to me, I didn't really think, well, I'm going to upgrade. It's going to be a bit of a half measure. It's better than the default by far. But some of it is still maybe not as accurate as I would have liked. Or the fact that this simulator has come out and really shown us what real VFR capabilities it has and then that inspired me because there's so much of the world I still haven't I haven't explored but there's places that that I'm seeing you know these products that are being released I'm like oh that looks great and I'd love to go there and I've never been there so it's kind of odd that I'm actually interested in a lot of places I've never been before but because the fidelity is so real in the base simulator that now I know with the add-on the add-on's only going to make it even more of a dynamic place to visit where we know by default it's going to have, you know, relatively accurate, uh, you know, coastlines and things like that. So when yeah. you just add add on the extra scenery, it's just it's like icing on top of the cake. So and that kind of inspired me to, you know, consider shopping around.
0: You don't necessarily need an add on to improve your experience. You know, we've, we've mentioned this in the past, some of the issues with flight simulators is you never know where to go because you've been so used to go one place. And so you're never. always going to go back to that one place, kind of like by instinct. And lucky enough for us, there are some people that have been building different things, different websites and databases. Um, to sort the world and the environment and the regions and the places, the points of interest, everything that's around that would be very interesting to watch because this flight simulator, it's also a VFR, literally a VFR simulator. You can enjoy uh, all the scenery. So there's websites like worldtour.flights that give this kind of thing. Uh, flightlock.com. Those are websites that have all the locations. You can view them on the map or you can, depending on which ones you can sort by environment and so on. And you can go find those different areas that you might be interested in. You just click on one and it gives you all those areas. You can get pictures. I feel like that's something that a lot of people uh, who don't know about would probably get a new interest out of the simulator because we know the world, but we don't know the world enough to say, yeah, there's this thing you can go to Burkarest and you can go see, uh, you know, Brand's castle Dracula and all that stuff. So th- there's a lot of different places that you're not usually seeing that you would see this time. So go look at those websites. Just there's a lot of ways you can renew um, your interest in the simulator through those ways. Um, for sure. s- certainly helps me a lot. Like, just go someplace you know world tours start flights i just go there click for example mountains and i end up you know south germany
1: or you know different places yeah. norway so it'd be fun if they had a randomizer if somebody just made a uh, somehow made a, a little program that would just randomly pick a place time day whatever you just started there and with your vfr map you can only go out so far it'd be interesting if
0: well, Some of those NeoFly would kind of do this because it allows you to search for missions according to range uh, and runway type and certain things like this. So you could technically ask for a flight that is a 100 nautical mile or 50 nautical mile or 200 nautical mile. And uh, you also get a scenario at the same time. So it's not just, OK, now you go there. Right. Now you go there. So it brings in a few things that you might not be used to. It's cool. Okay.
2: I think
1: I thought, it sounds like, great. Right. I, 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 I definitely think. need to uh, avail myself of it because um, I think it'd be a lot of fun. I just see there's so much, there's so many things to do. Sometimes it's hard to remember. <clears throat> it helps to have something that might focus me once in a while because I get so overwhelmed by how much there is that you can do that I don't necessarily know where to concentrate. So sometimes I just flick the world map around and think, oh, I wonder what Nicaragua looks like. or Like with Namibia, I, I saw it from JP and some of his um, videos that he made on YouTube, and I thought, wow, that's a place I never went in FSX. So as soon as we got this, I'm like, I'm going to go. And it would, it definitely did not fail to impress. It was fantastic. So there's, I, I think it's great. Neofly and stuff like that, it helps to give you give you ideas it gives you a little bit of a goal or something to do so yeah i definitely i just need to give myself a little reminder to sometimes even things
0: that just go on flightlog.com, click on locations and then scroll down and figure out you know what you want because there's just a database of 281 top locations and any of these will will give you what you want so Explore a new place, you know. That's that's part of the deal.
1: That's part of the beauty, yeah. That's part of because it's such an a VFR experience right now, for sure. Just you know, adopt it and enjoy. The world is a beautiful place. Look out, you know. Take a look around a little bit. Mm
2: -hmm. Yeah, I agree
0: with you.
1: Yeah, can be fun.
0: Otherwise, um, in other news, we had the uh, November fifth development update that just came out uh maybe an hour ago. Um this time there's some good news and some bad news. Um bad news is everyone knows it. Uh COVID is back at its work. Uh numbers are going back up. Uh as a result, Asobo Studio has to go back to work at home. And sadly this means again a large majority of employees are gonna work from home from now on. They're gonna stay with their families. Um, they're gonna be safer down there, honestly, than having to commute to work and, and be with everyone. So while I understand it can be sad to see that happening because COVID is increasing again and so on, which means there's more risk. Um, I don't think we should consider this as, oh, damn, the, the SIM is uh, it's not gonna be developed anymore. That's still happening but expect things to maybe slow down a bit. Uh, it did slow down at the beginning of the year. And, you know, like Evan's please says right here, health comes first before everything else. And sure. uh, I hope everyone can understand that message. Uh, so they're, you know, they're, they're people that are trying their best, you know? So I think it's fair just to reduce your expectations of updates in the, in the, in the future, uh, at least for the next few months, because the holiday season Especially, it's pretty crazy, usually, without COVID. So with COVID, it's not going to help as well. Uh, so just be mindful of that. On a brighter side, uh, well, let, let, let's go from, from darkest to better. Uh, and then to mm-hmm. the lighter side. Um, and I'm saying that because the development roadmap, the version for November 5th, uh, still has the, well, I would say still the original four months that we had since the beginning so we still have months of august september october november so we don't have any visibility uh right now at the moment for anything above uh, november twenty-sixth. so the only things we really know is uh next week we're getting an update update six so that's on the 10th of november with as usual a feedback snapshot sdk and third-party update and then on november 19th we'll get a partnership series with eaa and, of course, the usual feedback, um, SDK, third-party update, and for some reason, even though they're saying just before with, um, with COVID they're slowing things down, they still have update 7 planned for November 26. This would also come with a partnership series, we don't know who yet, and also a feature discovery series, we don't know yet, but honestly, I would think that would be VR. Yeah. It's just a guess because we have no evidence to support that, but well, I mean, there is evidence. We do know there's stuff happening, but it could be any of the features that we know are still upcoming. So Yeah, it could be. VR would be the most likely, though. So yeah, that's, that's pretty much uh, a... the rough notes.
1: I have a little bit of news that, again, it's not necessarily the greatest of news, but for those that are Waiting on peripherals. We had a little bit of news from Honeycomb about their Bravo throttle quadrant, which everybody knows I'm desperately waiting for. Um, the first production run will be complete on the 23rd of November. I think it's about a week delay from what they were originally planning, and um, the, a, a shipping schedule is going to follow shortly uh, for those that ordered directly from Honeycomb. This is going to take about three to seven days. It's shipping directly. From their Hong Kong uh, production factory location, and that they had a little bit of an issue, and that's why it was delayed. And apparently, perhaps uh, about the first week of December, we'll start to see a shipping schedule for um, you know the uh, people that have ordered after the first run, and other people that have ordered like myself. I ordered from my pilot store because that's where I got the Alpha Yoke. And so those those shipment runs will be announced shortly after. So I think some things will be going out the first week of December. So it's just a little tiny delay, but um, it'll be, it'll well, be coming it calm soon. It's worth it. Oh, absolutely. Unicom
0: has always been able to, to provide the quality. Well, so
1: For sure. It's worth the wait. It's going to be worth the wait.
0: I know some just people are a little pissed because it's delay after delay after delay, but
1: yeah. I mean... Well, the world that we're it's
0: Yeah. <laughs> it is you know, not something you
1: have some valid Listen, they've been developing we have no idea how long this has been in development. And I'm sure they're just as eager as everybody else to not only get it out to the public and start to, you know, see it being used and and, and you know, see its reaction. But you know, they've invested a lot of money up to now, so I'm sure they probably are They really, really want to, you know, start to see some of that investment come back in. But it's nice to see that no matter what, uh, Nikki seems to be wanting the quality and assurance of the product. So if that means delaying it coming out to the public because something needs to be done or the production level had to change in some fashion, it's much better than to try to cut corners, rush it, force it out, something like that. So it, it bodes well that... They intend for their products to be absolutely top quality, and they definitely fill a spot in the market that's in between the base level peripheral and the absolutely top level peripheral that's like, you know, $1,500, $1,600 for a yoke. And
0: <laughs> Yeah, those are just know. crazy so, prices. I would not suggest to buy uh, one piece of know. hardware at that price. I mean, if if you have the money, go ahead. But...
1: Yeah, if you got it to burn, go ahead. It's just, what's nice is there is an option between the two. And anybody that owns the yoke can tell by the materials alone that it's a solid piece of equipment. I've had zero issues, really. If you want to say the sensitivity, but it was more the sim trying to work out the sensitivities, and that didn't last very long. I think a week or so into the release of... Uh, flight simulator it had already been um managed and tweaked and it, for me it's just been a revelation i can't wait for the the quadrant to come out it's a shame that I'm seeing some absolutely outrageous prices on like ebay and literally the yoke costs i think two forty nine ninety nine wow and I've seen it five hundred and six hundred and seven hundred dollars for this for the, the yoke on ebay because people are aware that you you, they can't get their hands on it for love and money. I agree. So they're charging yeah, they're charging a fortune.
0: Actually, so, you know, evidence please is putting a good point here. You know, the, the honeycomb has a really good build quality. I was able to, um, to see and, uh, you know, just experience, um, a, an alpha version of the alpha. I think that's how you would call it. Uh, a pre-production unit, let's call it that. Um, at Orlando for FlightSim Expo 2019, and even back then, you already saw the quality visually, and then the type of plastic that was used did not feel yep. cheap or hollow. Um, it was it was really good out of it. Um, Evidence, please has a question for you, Fio. Yeah, uh, I see it. Did you get yep. your rudder pedals?
1: I didn't. Um, oh. I'm going to confess. I'm a kind of person that when I like a product, I kind of tend to stay in the family. So, if somebody's done something that I like, like this yoke, that's why I want that Throttle Quadrant, and I want those Charlie Rudder pedals, and I realize, unfortunately, that those pedals are probably going to be August, if I'm being honest, I suspect.
0: Yeah, it could take a while.
1: Or September. Ooh, of next year. Yep. So, I probably will attempt to get something to tide me over that, quite frankly, isn't going to be of the best build quality. I don't want to spend... A couple hundred on something that I don't think is going to be as as good yeah. and then spend another 250 because they will be 250 you know what's interesting I don't know if anybody is aware, I think we mentioned it but I'll mention it again, they have a HOTAS setup a throttle and uh, you know the thrust uh, Th- throttle I'm sorry the throttle and the uh, joystick so they've got that coming out as well I think. It's also 249 for the two together, but if you just want the joystick by itself, it's like 99. But that's going to be coming out in um, in 2021 as well. So, like for instance, in the Cub, if I really wanted to, you know, fly, I could fly with the stick, and it's nice yeah. because it's going to have that same quality build. It's you know the same, the textures the, the, the like you said the plastic. I, I'm I'm, it's funny. Uh, evidence please says. I love touching my honeycomb alpha. It feels so great to the touch, such high quality uh, polish. And it's weird because I'll catch myself when I have the plane trimmed out and I don't really need to have my hands on it. I'll touch it. And it's just like, it just feels so solid that you could bang it. And it probably wouldn't, wouldn't do anything to it. It's just, everything is so smooth and the way that it, it's just, it's just fantastic. I, I don't, I just yeah, think like a well-balanced system should be. Absolutely, yeah. And I'm, I'm sure the, the the Bravo is, yeah, your hand glides over it. It does. It does. And even the switches, when you flip them, it, they, they have like a little bit of weight behind them. They don't just feel like a tab on a soda can. I flipped it up and down and up and down, and one day it's just going to pop off and fly across the room. You know, it doesn't have that, that feel at all. And it's got a kind of rubberized coating on the center of the yoke and on the body of the yoke and it's just the the clamping to the desk absolutely solid it doesn't move a millimeter nothing there's no wiggle there's no shake so everything was well thought out and the throttle quadrant as well if you've watched some of the reviews have come out on youtube from some of the bigger accounts there that are actually doing reviews because the embargo was lifted on sunday yeah so you can actually take a little bit of time and uh yeah go watch those review guys yeah because any, and you and know anybody that gonna owns, buy you know, right anybody that owns the yoke you can see the exact the, the the case that it's in uh the stylizations and you can just tell it's it's of the same quality so if yeah. you can save up a little bit and 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 put that 249 aside it's it's so and I've never had a throttle quadrant and if it's as transformative for me as this yoke has been, it's, it's going to take it to a whole new level. So a comp, a comp, combine that with the uh, pedals, I cannot wait. I just I know it's going to be... Luckily, Flight Simulator has taught me to have patience, believe it or not, because when that came out, the announcement came in June of last year. And look at where we are now, how long we've, how long we've waited. Yeah, yeah, so it's like it's taught me to, you know, anticipate, be happy, be excited, a little bit like Christmas. but I mean, that's just, Sim
0: did that just, as well, you know, on its own. Yep. So, exactly. and yeah, manage your expectations, guys, because uh, there's always overhyping of some kind. So okay. know, know what you're getting as well. Uh, I just sure. like to point out one thing because we're flying over some of those islands and I'm looking at the names. Some of them are really, really funny. Like down there, that big island uh, that some of you might still have to fly over uh, is Dyer Island. Like someone...
1: Oh. Uh, D-Y-E-R
0: yeah. Island. That's quite... Uh, that would
1: be a family name. Yeah. Yeah. That'd so
0: you never know the history of those islands, but it's kind of cool. And then oh, you have okay. uh, Flaint Island just below and Trafton Right there, just in front of it. So, I'm
1: going over those now, you're a little bit ahead of me, but uh,
0: yeah, actually, uh, funny thing, you know, I'm at 84 knots right now,
1: 83. I am at 92
0: or three, yeah, I've so been catching. Out,
1: coming out to the to the very edge of the islands. And uh, an interesting fact about uh, Maine, and, and I would absolutely never have expected it, but Maine has almost. 3,500 miles of coastline. It's actually 3,478 miles of coastline. They actually have more of a coastline than California. And it's simply, it is because of all these islands. So only um, Florida and Louisiana have uh, more coastline. This is amazing. They have 3,166 offshore islands, and only 1,200 of them are larger than an acre. Small. uh, The
0: size of Maine compared to the size yeah. of California yeah, you'd assume California or even just like sure. Florida or you know a lot of other states to have more coastal uh, lines yep. but but and so right. why is it
1: because it's man, the islands oh, because so they're actually yeah all of these islands are obviously their coastline so they're they're interpreting those as part of the coastline and as you can see how how diverse it is, but there's so many. Even these small little, you know, size of your garage, size of your backyard, and there's just hundreds of them. Mm-hmm. I can't imagine what it's like to come here in the summer if you if you were sailing or in a boat, and it must be.
0: Well, it is the Atlantic,
1: but yeah. Uh, so well, in the summer, it's a little bit a little bit more calm. I was checking the weather because I was curious. This far north in America, and in the summer, it's you know the average high is about 78 Fahrenheit. So let's say. What about 20, 20 C, twenty one C, something like that, um, in the 78, winter, of course. Well, yeah, seventy eight. Is that like? Whoa, that's like twenty five degrees Celsius. Okay, twenty five. Yeah, it's off by a little bit there. I, I can, always. I mean,
0: I, I've been to New Brunswick a couple of times. You can get a nice twenty five degrees uh, to thirty degrees uh, Celsius. That's like eighty six. Fahrenheit? Yeah. So
1: They've had a few days like you, that, but not that you, you
0: can get some some nice temperatures as well. I guess it really depends on where you are, what time of the year, and so on. But if you plan well ahead and know what to expect, then yeah, you could be... Sure. I, I would say you can have some, uh, some luck. We could
1: say that. Another interesting, a cool thing is there's some archaeological evidence that the Vikings actually discovered the main coastline a thousand years ago. Hmm. So roughly a thousand AD to just after a thousand AD.
0: So this is not, um, yeah. So the U S should give this back. Definitely. Right.
1: (laughs) Norwegians have visited from Greenland. Wow. A few centuries uh, before Columbus. So like in like 1200, (laughs) he celebrated too early. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) He partied and he didn't, he didn't go far than far enough. North. Yeah, Portland's the largest city. Uh, they have 67 lighthouses. Mm. The easternmost lighthouse in the nation is called Quaddy. I hope I said that right. Quaddy Headlight. It's the easternmost point in the United States. And we we're just talking about weather. So the average weather in Maine in the summer is 70 degrees Fahrenheit. And the average in winter is 20. So you definitely have to bundle up. But, uh, oh, another weird thing. Maine is the only state in the United States. In the United States, that's one syllable. Every other state and they think it derives from an area in France. So yeah, it's the only I mean, state that it's one syllable for its name. Maine
0: just sounds like the main like the main thing, like
1: in yeah. French.
0: I mean ah, it's like you remove the E and it becomes the word hand
1: in French. Nah, yeah. Nah, but yeah.
0: there's there's I mean, you know, the 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 history of of North America, with its uh, its nomenclature, the, the the creation of words and and names have a lot of European backgrounds. So
1: oh, of course, yeah, yeah, it's all
0: coming from there, pretty much. I am gonna <laughs> decrease my altitude, which I've been doing for about a minute, because um, we're gonna about to to fly over some little areas I found fun. So I was like, yeah, you know what? Let's um let's just decrease our altitude. Um, we're not there yet. Um, like if we wanted to really go down, like I would have, uh, I would have done a little later because we still have about twenty nautical miles. But between now and those twenty nautical miles, we're going over somewhere which has a lot of little high mountains. I mean, little and high at the same time because from sea level to you know four hundred and sixty-six meters or something like this, it's cute. It's full of little mountains. It's not an island because there is one tiny area well actually it could be called an island because technically there is two like one area where you need a bridge but it's very small so i'm guessing it's not really
1: i'm claiming it an i'm island. claiming it
0: you, you could <laughs> almost call it an island now but it was probably not back then uh that's where bar harbor is which we could probably See in the far distance. You can see the, the little mountains are down there. Um so yep. Bar Harbor would be somewhere where like
1: uh I Yeah, mean, I'm descending the oh, I see the little bridge that you're talking about there, yeah.
0: It would be close to oh,
1: yeah, um I'm flying over one a... that's connecting one part to another.
0: Kilo Bravo Hotel Bravo, that uh county bar harbor. That would oh, be where there, the bridge
1: okay. would be. Oh okay, I thought you meant so... this one we just it would be
0: much further, but yeah, there must be quite. Oh, like yeah, there's a little bridge here. Another yeah, one, yeah. Yeah, no, I'm talking about the the place where you have the mountains down there, where you have a I lot more. Uh, yeah, you have a lot more stuff down there.
1: Uh, speaking of mountains, if anybody is familiar with the um, the Appalachian Trail, it's a famous walking trail in the United States. It starts in Georgia, and it goes a couple thousand miles to Maine if you take the northern route. And it's called Mount Katahdin. I just finished uh, listening to an audiobook on it where a guy walked the entire Appalachian Trail over the course of like four months. But it does finish in uh, cent- north-central Maine. And so they do have some actual mountain mountains, but this far to the east, not quite as as high. We have some that we can see directly ahead of us, but there is some higher mountains than the interior.
0: Yeah, I want to add think. that... Uh... Nikonia ia Nikon-kila. I'm not sure how to pronounce that. I'm watching it. Sorry. Oh, yeah. But he mentioned that there is a seaplane base apparently in, uh, in that harbor that we mentioned. Oh, and, yeah. uh, yes, nice. Bar Harbor does have an Acadian sea ba- uh, seaplane base, uh, as well as, of course, a ferry terminal and everything, uh, which is conveniently located between Bar yeah. Island, which is a very small island, and a bridge. So... Uh, don't hit the bridge if you go land down there I don't know if it's actually simulated but it would be right there if you're watching my cursor it would be this little area so it'd be between those two islands if you're watching on Twitch so yeah that area is where uh, you could technically land I don't see anything in a little nav map um, apart from openstreet's map that actually tell me there is something so it might not be yet in um, the simulator's database um, but there is another airport further above which uh, is an airport recognized so at worst you could take off from down there and, and go land in the sea
1: new seaplanes as well I like the icon it's a lot of fun I would like something also that's kind of traditional a little bit Like
0: of uh, dare uh, style
1: <laughs> yeah, one that I've been in like a DHC uh, 2 or a DHC 3 they're a lot of fun. I
0: yeah. Oh, man.
1: It'll be so much fun.
0: And, you know, the, the base of, of the simulator could already accommodate those. It's just a matter of time for people to figure out, um,
1: Yeah.
0: I guess, the SDK related to water landings, which yeah. there is no true example, right? Because um, the only examples provided in the SDK at the moment are we could say very rough there's there's no open source uh, plane that can land in the water so there's no example of how you're supposed to code it uh or any of the of the methods you should work on to get that achieved uh so sadly that's probably why yeah. we haven't seen a lot of uh of
1: yeah those. it'll come I think the sdk is it's got a little bit of a little bit of a learning curve and they seem to be working on it every single update Every single update, yep. Yeah, They're mentioning it, so they're aware and and they've gone out of their way to say several times, listen, the tools that we're trying to make available to you, this is what we are using to create the sim. So, it's not like they're using something else in the SDKs, like this afterthought that they've thrown off to the side to say, use that and see what you can do with it. But, it's different. It's different than what people are used to and it's taking a little bit of time and I think this is the of the reason for the delay in some of the uh aircraft coming in as much and um but i i have complete confidence i mean i was reading on reddit you know i kind of perused the forums as well just to see take the pulse of of what people's impressions are or what concerns they might have or things that they may be you know wanting or whatever and and you know there's enough people that well of course it is split between the ga crowd the VFR crowd and the IFR crowd. So obviously this time the VFR crowd are having a little bit more of a, a good time of it due to the scenery and, and, and some of the planes are more simple. But, um, well,
2: I mean, it's an exceptional level of detail.
1: Yeah. To, yeah, it, it, it makes, like I've, we've said many times before, it makes VFR possible for real for a change without having to, Really, really drag your imagination all over the place to pretend that that blob is actually, you know, Key West or something. So it's it's really nice to. Mm -hmm. I mean, everybody wants as much realism as they can get. So in this, to this effect, you're like, I'm looking out, looking at this island off my uh, 11 o'clock right now, and I'm like, that island's roughly exactly the shape of that island. I have enough confidence in what I'm seeing to literally be able to work my way around if I just had a paper map that had no labels on it. So that part's kind of...
0: Yeah, well, you can it's clearly our... recognize landscape. Exactly.
1: Like, uh,
2: so
0: those are realism, yeah. You you know, like, you, you could see them from far. Like, it is clear. Um, but like Evidence Please said, you know, he used to be flying an, an IFR the whole time, and now he's only flying a VFR. Honestly, I'm... Pretty close to that. I do fly the A320 a little bit. Um, But apart from that, yeah, I always pick one of the smaller planes and and just enjoy my time. Uh, So much so that I didn't even feel the need to upgrade from uh, the standard version to deluxe or premium deluxe
1: so far. You're the only one that's gotten me to fly a a jet (laughs) so far. And amazingly, miraculously, no one would ever believe it. I wish there was a replay feature Mm -hmm. because. I am sure when I try it again, that'll never happen again. I will never line up perfectly. I will never slow down correctly. Literally, it's as if the autopilot landed the plane completely. Dead center line, perfect speed. You know, it stopped in plenty of time. I I (laughs) was like, who's... Beginner's luck.
0: You know, it's like
1: the first time you're
0: able to achieve it and you're, you're like, wow, this is amazing. And then every time you try again... It, the expectation goes down from that first trial. I do have to
1: say, he just disappeared on me, so I'm gonna, I'm gonna hold on and oh, see no. if I. No,
0: nah, that's my side. Uh, I'll have to be quick about that.
1: Prepared it's SDK was so good that it took PMDG four and a half, four years and a half. Evidence says, yeah, people, I. That's what I was. That was a point I was gonna make. Is I was. There's a wonderful appreciation thread on Reddit basically just thanking Asobo and Microsoft. They're saying, you know, they know about the bugs and there's a lot of issues, but it was just nice to see. And it has almost a 1,000 upvotes just to say thank you for what you've done. And, you know, nobody's saying it's perfect. Far, far from it. There's always room to improve. But what was well, it's nice... a lot
2: better than, than other competition and, and other assets that are uh, available. Yeah. I mean, it's by far one of the best, both Absolutely. physically and, you know, uh, visually. Uh, Microsoft. Sim, uh, well, any simulator regarding flight that I've ever played.
1: Yep. And it's nice to hear people that are willing to give it. I'm starting to see people who are kind of giving it more time to say, okay, oh, everybody just came back, so, or almost everybody just came back. But um, it's nice to see that you know, like, listen, it took PMDG and it took explain how many years to get to today. So at least no one is going back and saying, hey, you know what? This has been around for 38 years. This should be better. It should be in a different, a more stable, you know, version of it. There are a lot of people that say, you know, it's closer to a beta, that it was released a little early. But the point being that more and more people are realizing, yeah, if you think about some of these um past simulators, they took a while to get quote, their act together, end quote. None of them had the fidelity of the visuals at all. Nothing like this. So at least flying VFR in a simple plane, maybe not a lot of systems without like this little savage cub that I'm flying and just enjoying the weather. Cause that's another thing that we've never quite seen weather, certainly out of the box. You've never seen weather that's like this. And the way that the weather is being, you know, rendered and the the effects that it has on the aircraft and, there's a lot more difficulty in what they're trying to achieve here. So I'm willing to give them the time because I'm enjoying the view, so to speak, so I can tolerate it. And
0: Um, I, I want to go for a little challenge. Um, There is something, I hope it's there. I know the islands here might not be with the uttermost top uh, scenery fidelity, like satellite pictures are not the sharpest, but there is on, um, swan's island which is that big island right down there um there is an airport banks airport it is not in the simulator but i believe we might be able to have satellite data for it if we do well, let's i'm gonna try to the land there
1: why not let's do it
0: so it should be the waypoint on the map by the way
1: is that uh
0: actually it might show waypoint. up in here Wait, uh, me five, I don't know. I think that's, <coughs> that be it? Hmm. Oh yeah, that. Uh, no, that's an other one.
1: Quite close enough, so let me see. Actually, that could There's be it. An airport 93 Bravo for a little bit further down, but let's see if this. Um, that's quite funny. Light Echo five is there. I don't know if it is or not.
0: Uh, Well, I see it on my GPS and the sim so i would expect it to be somewhere
1: yeah, i see it on my i see on the vfr map it's marked but it's
0: like right here can't
1: miss it uh, evidence police says fly by wire a320 is making massive progress too asobo ceo sebastian is a big fan of them that's a great sign that means they're gonna be willing to work with them probably answer questions and they've and been pretty
0: clear that. yeah about <clears throat> their interest in in getting this one thing though is their difficulty about how much they're allowed to work with it because it is still a Sobo and Microsoft's IP. So far they've been pretty quiet about it. You know, they they've been they've been pretty much uh, in the background we're not gonna say anything, so it's not like we're going positive or negative, so it's not like we're giving an approval or stopping them from continuing their projects, which is why they're quiet and the community is kind of pressuring at the same time uh, to give an answer and be like, Hey, help us do something. Uh, so I'm, I'm thinking they're still trying to figure out all that stuff. I don't know if it has just with a legal aspect, um, or also the way they're moving forward, cause in the Q and a, you know, they did say that they were going for, uh, we could call it an approach where they're not going to be competing directly with, um, party with third party software. You know, no. so so they're not going to put an A320 yeah. high-end PMDG level and so on and so on because they just won't. Well, they'll they'll they let PMDG do
1: sure. it. Yeah.
0: So I believe they there is
1: bring a strip. They base the base version up a little bit. I, I I get that impression, but yeah, they're not they're not going to do study level themselves. So, and I think we need to adjust to that reality. But I think they'll still work on on the the default version a little bit, although obviously the vast majority of people are... I finished over.
0: Okay, I'm doing a full-stop landing here. Uh, be careful, guys. This is a small runway, and you have to make sure that you're close to the ground before. If you're too high, you might not make it.
1: Thank you for the... Uh...
0: Landing challenge.
1: Uh, yeah, I'm going to go uh, drop way down now.
0: Yeah, you'd be best be above the trees. Um, it is a little difficult. It might be a little hard to find, but you should see your name tags now. So.
1: Yeah, it's straight ahead. Wow. Actually,
0: GG for um, Nikon Killer who found it first. Like,
1: is that a runway or a road?
0: Um. Wow. Call it
1: both. It is. Oof. Technically. I might be way too high and way too fast, but let's. Yeah. I am. Dang. Let's see if I can manage it anyway. Oh, I did. Yeah. I so the press. Iko is Mike
0: Echo Five. It's a well. It's a small airport, so the Iko is supposed to be that kind of Iko. But uh, woohoo! Seeing big yeah. things land around, I should be watching you guys.
1: Man, if this was the keyboard, I would have done five somersaults on an explosion.
0: Yeah, in the trees down there. Not even on the runway.
1: <laughs> oh, I wouldn't have been anywhere near. Yeah, to the left, to the right. You know. Yeah. Thank you, Honeycomb. Man, I, th- I thank them every time I land in one piece. That's fun.
0: Yeah, it does look oh. like people are managing it really well, especially for such a quick uh, let's just go online type of thing. We might do the, more of those, actually, just like, hey, you know what? Let's go land at this
1: airport. Um... <laughs> another one do it, do it right in front of us, Uh, 93B, Bravo, 93, 93 Bravo, Niner Tree Bravo. Is just the next island. Well, the next larger island. Yeah.
0: Over. I know you put this one on purpose down there. Whoa.
1: I, I, I kind of wanted to. I wanted the flight path to sort of fly over the islands because I thought they would, they would look nice. So when I was, you know, kind of settling on how to do it, I just said, you know, I'm just going to add this airstrip and this one and this one, and this one. It kind of followed the path along that I wanted to to be able to see because I thought it would be scenic.
0: Yeah, it looks like it's gonna be fun. I'm trying not to go into you. There you go. Not yeah. gonna break your plane. But what,
1: uh... Uh... I'm gonna do here taxing because I still have the uh, zero to hundred percent with one click of the rudder. So exciting I'm not desperately waiting for um although you know somebody commented on uh, the forum today and I don't know what I think it was called free script. He said he, he learned he figured out how to use a free script for the keyboard to do a gradual input for the rudder. Yeah, sort techs, of like techsian. Sort of like the um, like the elevators would work. That you click it once and it's just a gradual input. Um, he offered to uh, give this to anybody. It's in the forum. I wish I knew which thread. I think it's a rudder, a rudder control. Uh, topic thread, but um, I'm waiting to see if he uh, drops that in there, because I, I think I'd like to try it just to have a little bit better uh hey,
0: We have control so. freak. I like the way he wrote that. Ooh, <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> I love see, those kind of landings.
1: Yeah, that's the normal oh. me. Tree, barn, yep. sideways. Tree cutting. Like that. Uh, fire.
0: You can use yeah. slew mode with Y and 8426 on your numpad if you want to move... Uh, out of there or you can go back uh oh yeah he probably had crash damages on because he just popped out uh, yeah collisions on. Well. rip oh i'm sorry tend Important to leave those on but sometimes i do turn them off because when i know i'm going to be flying like a mad crazy person <clears throat> okay guess it's time for taking off i don't know how here brian here is going to take off with this little bit of runway but see if we can trust him with that
1: Yes, coming around the bend here, too.
0: Here we go. Well, for an unmarked runway on a little nav map and a barely marked runway on the GPS, this isn't bad.
1: Not fun. That's what makes this flying fun. It's like, you can, you can see a little beach strip and say, you know what? I'm actually going to try to squeeze this plane right along that sand and not hit the water. So it's just, it's so much fun because I don't know why I I guess I like the landings the best of all. Once I finally figured out how to, (laughs) you know, properly, properly (laughs) land way back when it was always a, a little bit of a nerve-wrecking mess when you got to the point where you had to land cuz you're like, "Oh, I'm going to go left, I'm going to go right, I'm not going to I'm not going to yeah. do a good job and now it's just with the right equipment, the sim looks beautiful and you literally can just hop from any place. You can try to land in somebody's backyard. I landed in a at a, what, St. Barts? I landed on the the uh, football pitch for the North Americans, the soccer pitch. Yep. I actually landed there right smack in the middle. Uh, able to land on buildings, landed on uh, one of the, the the terminal roof. I landed on the cruise ship in the Shock Ultra, which is part of the premium package. You can literally, I think, the stall is 17 knots. Oh, that's very small. It's, so, it's almost like a helicopter. If you're, if you especially if you're landing into the wind, it's yeah. literally like you're flying a helicopter. Mm. It's really cool. You can land absolutely anywhere. Yeah, so
0: icon killer. Uh, by the way, um, I'm in the next cub, so the this nice X cub. I am using a custom livery, so the Fly Pizza livery. So you might not see me as a next cub as a result. I might just show up as a unidentifiable standard uh, plane,
1: like the one. Oh uh, yeah, just... evidence. Please says um, there are videos on YouTube where groups of pilots in cubs were landing at random islands and runways in Canada just like how we're doing. No plans, charts, ATC, et cetera. They overfly the runway and sometimes do touch and goes to make sure the runways are suitable for landing. A lot of fun. I literally, that's what I do all the time. Last night in this area, I just wanted to fly a little tiny bit further north by New Brunswick. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to try to, you know, pick out these tiny little bits of, of the island that you probably could land on and For the most part, you know, I I managed it. A couple of times I landed in the water, but it just makes it fun. It's like a bit of a challenge to say, can I squeeze down into that tiny spot there and then still manage to take back off? So just a lot of fun. I love it. I want to add on what you said,
0: because honestly, this simulator has created a lot of new communities that any other simulator from the past could not create. So it's really interesting to see how... How this is going right we're going now i mean this is not the typical type of hop you would do back in fsx uh fsx no. you would be cruising at 36,000 feet yep. you'd be in your 737 from pmdg and you'd be flying you wouldn't be in an x-cub flying between islands and landing at a random runway that's not even fully marked so yeah like
1: let me try to land on this beach and
0: exactly Try to take off again and yeah. And that got me uh, excited for the next one. I'll probably want to do that as well. Yep. Kind of a you know fun little challenge thing to do. You don't for know the sure. area and you just have to go and land.
1: That's how it was last night. I was like I, I didn't know where I was here, and there were so many little dotted islands and I thought, is it possible to land on that and stop? And so it was a bit it was like very challenging but yet it was fun. It was scenic. I messed around with the winds and added different layers of winds and and, and made it, you know, much more, especially when I don't, I can't really control the rudder very well. So sometimes when that wind starts pushing you, you're completely, I was flying almost literally sideways, full throttle, but I was only moving maybe 25 knots over the ground and trying to land and, and then, and then take off again. And it's a lot of fun. I really enjoy it.
0: Yeah. And, um, for those who are already very excited about having a simulator, um, and you guys know, of course, I'm a bit of a hardware guy, um, we have even more stuff that's been happening recently. Um, AMD, for example, uh, finally had its release of its Ryzen 5000 series. So another very exciting day. We're finally getting all the benchmarks coming out from all the third parties and tech tubers um, with very, very exciting... Uh, stats this time and with good reason uh, in very short uh, form I could say Intel's in big trouble Uh, they were already three years ago when Ryzen launched with their first generation uh, of processors with the Zen architecture but we are now reaching the third real generation of CPUs, people will say, "Yeah, but we're on Ryzen 5000, and it's called Zen 3. What's happening with all this?" Um, there's kind of like two ways: Zen, with the numbers, like the is like the generation of the CPU, and then you get, or I could say like the family, and then you get your each iteration, and so you had your 1000, 2000, 3000, and 5000. They skipped the 4000s because of APUs. Uh, which is like their latest CPU with an integrated GPU, all in one, with the only difference being the integrated graphics, because AMD, of course, already has its own GPU division, uh, they would have as well. They would put on their their own GPUs into it. Issue being, uh, they they had the last generation cpu but a previous generation gpu so they synchronized everything so they skipped a the 4000 generation for full um computers they went with mobile so it's it was kind of a weird thing so now we're finally boom 5000 series uh we're back to normal with Zen 3 and it's beating even the i9 10900k and that's pretty impressive because Intel has been wow. the CPU to hold single-threaded performance, and they kept saying, you know, that's the thing that will make your games better in a simulator. And in this case, it could be true. A lot of games are not optimized to take care of of more uh, of more threads.
1: Um, um, ev- evidence please yep. says, wait a second, Cookie. Can you repeat, please? Integrated GPU.
0: Yeah, so AMD has this thing called an APU, which is a combination of a GPU and a CPU. So what happens is when you want to have a visual output on your your display, you need to have some kind of processor that can handle any input and output. So it takes in the input from the computer and says, I want you to render the, the taskbar everything with a start menu and a desktop and folders and everything. And you cannot see and have a screen output without a GPU. Some computers, some systems, some CPUs are just CPU. They don't have a GPU in it. So you couldn't run, Uh, your your computer if you didn't have a dedicated gpu because the cpu doesn't have one your laptops all have an integrated gpu it's called like an igpu short form Um, but yeah so overall amd has had this thing they called it an apu Uh, intel has the same thing Um, so yeah that's that's what's happening so what i find really amazing is that the fifth generation of AMD processors is quite unique. Usually, you don't see a lot of improvements um, with CPUs. Okay, yeah, this runway is going to be a lot easier to go for. Um, You don't see a lot of CPUs have such an increase in performance while staying on the same node. Usually, um, guys, I'm going to try to land on this runway or what I believe is a runway here, but that's a much simpler thing to do. So I'll just do a touch and go on this one. so what I was saying with uh, with AMD is this time they managed to get a huge generational leap while staying on the same node, thanks to an amazing architecture. And that's something you don't see every day. This is quite a unique thing. Usually you don't get a 19% boost when everything's the same except you reorganizing your CPU. So that's quite a feat that they managed to do. And we got some benchmarks coming out. Um, for the simulator which shows a clear boost um, honestly where before they would be just below 60 fps for the previous generation of ryzens so the resin 39 38 36 um, now you see a clear 75 74 72 um, fps so there is a pretty significant difference there and i believe that is something that will push the gaming forward knowing there's also amd's gpus that are going to release within the next two weeks three weeks and those are not expected to have the same shortage as nvidia so that's going well, to be a lot
2: of aren't fun. those um bench you know benchmarks do, do we know what the actual graphics card has been used
0: uh, with so with those benchmarks for me it was referencing numbers um I, I took the first one that came up, Linus Tech Tips, but there's there's also Gamers Nexus and a bunch of other reviewers. In this case, it was for the Sydney landing challenge at 1080p ultra preset on the 3090 uh, Founder Edition. So that was a, I mean, most people don't have that set up yet and will probably not get that kind of GPU and CPU uh, maybe for another few weeks at the very least especially for the gpu because nvidia has had uh, quite a few issues that way um but mine's turning do up have... tomorrow
2: the 3080 after ordering it on the 17th of september it's finally coming tomorrow yeah
0: and it's still very slow to really get uh progress a lot of people are still in wait lines some they're not even sure when they're going to get their cards uh, it's kind of like the same situation as Honeycomb and other products right now. It's just you're on the wait list. Um, yeah. Your money's waiting. And, you know, that's not something you usually see with a GPU launch. This is particular to this one. Um, so it was it was a little sad to see that people want something and they can't get it. That's really bad for business when you can't produce the units that you want. So a yeah. bit of a challenge there. But while NVIDIA has had a true shortage and a pretty significant one. Um, AMD does have its usual uh, supply. The the one that you'd have for every generation, you'd have the one as well for for this generation. They're not on a shortage. Uh, They're using TSMC. Uh, They have a lot of allocated space on seven nanometer. A lot of their products are on seven nanometer. They even brought up some of their older lineups on seven nanometer. That's how much space they have. So they have absolutely no issues with supply it's just going to take maybe a week or two for you if you really wanted to get a cpu but you'll be able to get it if you're waiting at the day of launch for the gpus you could probably get them if you really tried it would not be the same with nvidia we've seen it so i wouldn't expect any difference this time around for for the for the nvidia gpus they're working on it but I don't think a lot of people who just right now would want to buy one who did not enlist in any uh, wait list would probably have to wait till at least January to get a card.
2: Oh, so. yeah, absolutely. I mean, looking through the forums on uh, the retailer that I've shopped with, these people, you know, they're, they're in queue position, you know, 1,500, 1,600. And actually, I, I ordered it on the 17th. And my queue position last was 50-odd. So it took, you know, nearly two months just to go from that to 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 it being delivered. So people on a thousand, obviously, yes, yeah, stocks going to increase over the next couple of months. But still, those people that are ordering today or even yesterday aren't going to get it till at least February next year.
0: Yeah, that's true. I'm going to continue on with the flight plan. Um, okay. So you guys can go for a nice touch and go if you want to see a few people going for it. Um, but we got a lot of airstrips too by the way sorry
1: yeah no i say we have a lot of airstrips coming up we have like three choices here in a small space of time if anybody wants to give those a try as well it's just a little bit up ahead on our route so carry on carry on i'm curious what's up with the hardware
0: well we did have some numbers that got published well i would say almost more leaked honestly but um some numbers about supply of gpus at launch for the 3070 and 3080s for example and those were very low uh, and honestly the aib so the the cards that you'd see from msi from asus from gigabyte and other companies that are not directly from nvidia all those companies also are having a big struggle right now figuring out how they're going to get cards, when they're going to get cards and themselves have literally no timeline. So it is a bit of a mess right now. So AMD coming in saying we have supply, we have vastly superior products CPU wise, we have very comparable hardware GPU wise. I think honestly this this is probably the best you could get from AMD since, you know, Lisa Su came back as the CEO. Uh, well, came back when she got CEO, when she pushed everything, when Zen finally came out. And there's a lot of key players that that worked uh, at AMD to do this. And honestly, this is building a track record. I believe the next two generations are going to be very interesting for the consumer price-wise because GPU prices have been increasing significantly. And everyone that I know, when I ask them, you know, what do you think is a mid-range GPU in the NVIDIA lineup, for example, nobody believes me when I say it's the 80 card. The 80 card is supposed to be the mid-range, not the 70, right? So there's there's been a lot of modifications of value perception uh, with the increase of prices in GPUs. Uh, there's been a lot of scalping. That's pretty obvious. Uh, so prices kept increasing. But also... You know, that's, that's the issue. There's always going to be NVIDIA being able to control supply the same way Intel did, the same way AMD did. They're all able to control what price they want. Um, and yeah, the, the 3070 is still a killer card. But most people now have an issue with the VRAM because you don't get that much VRAM, and AMD does have more VRAM for a slightly cheaper price with... Same to sometimes a little above, sometimes a little below uh, performance. It's a pretty darn good deal. That's that's why I believe AMD this year did a really good play, and Nvidia's tricks trying to go one day after AMD, for example, uh, in their their lineups, the launch days and presentation days, that didn't work. So and and I'm not gonna. I'm not going to do this all the time. I'm not going to say like, yeah, NVIDIA is bad or NVIDIA is good or AMD is good or AMD is bad. Because honestly, at the end, it's just about us getting just better value for our money. Because when there's no competition in the market, you see what happens. You saw what happened with Intel. We stayed on four cores for a very long time. GPU prices kept increasing. You know, 10 years ago, a good graphics card that was high end was about 300 bucks obviously not the case anymore. So there's a lot of things that are changing, and I wish we could go back to that old pricing. That is not going to happen. But imagine a 3090 for 600 bucks. That would be a killer. And uh, so competition being back, I believe this will help us overall increase um, just everything that we have. Of course, I need to switch my fuel tanks. There we go. No, that did not do it. Yeah, I'm trying to restart my engine here.
1: The top-down water is quite... uh, The coloration is really something. With those greens and sort of...
0: Am I going to have to land? Yeah, I'm going to have to land to those trees. I'm so sorry about that. Um, My engine died on me.
1: Yep, that happened to me during the Japan... uh,
0: Yeah, but I did switch
1: to fuel flow. So not used to flying that type of plane and i literally forgot that i had to change my um Hmm. my fuel tank
0: yeah well i did switch uh, at the very end and restarting but oh it went back okay that was weird i don't feel so bad about trying that short field landing in a 208 now (laughs) imagine if you're living in one of the houses i just landed right next to you just got a plane that just lands and hits a few trees amazing
1: to think that this little road that's going down over this island is probably pretty close to really you know traversing the land correctly i remember watching one of the youtubers i think cookie i think i spoke to you about it there was a little island well actually it's the i shouldn't say little it's a huge island in lake huron i believe and the guy was literally describing that yep. island yes and he yes, was I literally that. oh that's that's paris street and that's east whatever and that's north shore boulevard i'm like what you see that white building there beside it the red one that's an ice mm-hmm. cream shop now it was a generic shop but it was red and he said oh that's the customs i was like you've got to be kidding me and it, so that was <laughs> part of the uh thing that i can forgive an awful lot if i can kind of look down on the land and think yep i could follow this road and a road map and and kind of know where i'm basically know where i'm going or or go to my hometown and just fly around and know that you know that's battles avenue and you know that's whitner and all the all the streets from my childhood and it's just crazy to which you know surprisingly i haven't done enough of that yet i haven't gone back to some of the places I, i i've lived in the past I've been going you know all over the world in the sim and I'm forgetting you know what you ought to go home even though I haven't been home for like forever it's funny how you consider home maybe only there for first you know 15 years of your life or something and 20 years later and just like no no that's my home still home so yeah I haven't I haven't done that in the simulator but flying over this little island is, is really cool yeah. with the roads and thinking yeah those roads are there
2: well,
0: I kind of did that with uh, with the French Alps when I went uh, when I went down. Yeah. There. It's honestly, it's incredible when you know you take that road, you take this right, you take this left, you go up, <laughs> and then you look to the right and you see the little path that leads to to your house, and then you see exactly a tree where it's supposed to be, which in this case was one tree in the middle of a field, so you can't miss it, and it was right there. I was like, "Yep, okay." That it's hard to
1: believe. Yeah, you almost. You almost can't believe it. You're like, nah, this is not... It's like, I'm yeah, kind of fooling what, what myself. What did you guys but... do
0: to make this work? Especially all over the place. And the Alps yeah. are mountains, so they're not as easy to figure out. No. I mean, we did see Monaco last time.
1: Where, yeah. Uh, they they That's a, few. a few
0: issues.
1: <laughs> yeah, they had a few issues.
0: Could say they but, could redo, the, or maybe the roads are like this for the races. You never know. It
1: could be. Oh yeah, the Grand you know, Prix right? They, they want to make it more difficult.
0: <laughs> angled on the on the left, yeah. on the right. Yeah, Mountain side, Of course, it's
1: hotel melted, but it's all right because it's like nah, it's... you're trying to land on the hotel, but that one was baked in, so I couldn't do it. But just, yeah, wow. some
0: do have um, collision and some don't.
1: It's amazing. I'm not. I'm not sure if you have this effect in our screenshots channel cookie yep if you get a chance and you're looking around look at this last screenshot that i just populated let me see if i can put it into the event text i hope that it yeah
0: so this is a screenshot of you the water and yeah
1: now look look at the water how the ocean varies in color very subtly just like yeah (laughs) if it's the lighting and i almost i'm talking talking about the left side Yes, I am. Okay, so where there are no you guys clouds, you can see it on
0: Twitch, like yeah. these little lines probably on the left that you saw.
1: Mm-hmm. Like,
0: if it's, um, yep. it's like the just
1: Dif- different, it's either different the terrain elevation, airflow, right? it's it could be a different depths. That's why I began to think that because, like, in Florida, far. when you go out to the Bahamas, you've got this kind of because there's rippling, right and then it's, yeah, a little more calm. And I'm like, God, this looks exactly like. It's just an effect that, I don't know, I, yeah, it's a little it unexpected, quite visible. it's a little cool, and yeah, it's like, how is that done? Now I'm, I'm going under a cloud right now, you're not, and I can understand how it could be casting a shadow, but there's areas where there are no clouds, and the water has, if it's not a shadow, yeah, you, it's kind of like the air current, yeah, like the air current has changed the coloration of the water, and it's just a detail that, I don't know, I, sometimes I don't know how they do what they do it's just amazing
0: i like the lighting on the prop on the props
1: absolutely beautiful yep yeah. Quite specific
0: Again, wiggles and then it slowly rotates even though my propeller did rotate less than that just 10 minutes ago
1: hey <laughs> yeah, since was... you met me you, you you you've turned into me a little bit i'm sorry my bad uh, mojo has you got to yeah, get that honeycomb yoke it's that's what it is it's you're being I mean... sabotaged by your little your little controller, so and it does cut at
0: seven percent. So I could understand, but seven yeah. percent for your fuel, like
1: it's. I totally. I mean. I'm glad the Savage Cub doesn't need to switch tanks because I'm sure, you a hundred percent, that I would forget. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. I would I mean, not remember.
0: So, for those who don't know, for the X Cub, you get your. Your, your fuel tank is on the ceiling of, well, like, connected to the to wing, here. top left and top right. So this is my left uh, fuel, and you can see the fuel's all the way down, so it's basically dead. While my other tank is right now at 10.
1: Come down from a height and see if we can do a touch and go here at Knox County Regional. That's what makes this type of flying fun. You're flying along, everything's going normal, and all of a sudden you're like, oh, airport, let's land. So nice. Yeah. Unprepared, unplanned, five-minute diversion. Ooh, I got oh, a, wow. stiff, uh, I got I a really stiff headwind. I really deviated so... looking
0: at my fuel tanks. Why the heck are the <laughs> fuel tanks are like
1: on the wing behind I know, me? right? <laughs> that's so... part of the experience I'm enjoying here with the new monitor is being able to see more. I I don't know. That's another thing that's... that's totally changing my simming experience is that i don't have to the less i have to hit buttons in order to look down and things like that the way better i'm able to fly because like you i might be looking for that um switch to switch the right the fuel tank from the left to the right and before i know it i look up and i'm to the left i'm to the right i'm i've descended too much or so it's kind of wow i got a lot of headwind here or a crosswind i mean man i can't wait to get rudder pedals and see what that's like. I've never had them, so I'm sure it'll be a bit of a learning curve to get used to them. But just the idea that I can control that would be quite nice.
0: It's nice to watch you guys try to go for a touch and go here. It's pretty nice.
1: It's so strange to land successfully you know, nine times out of 10. I'm just totally not used to it. Well, for 20 years, you were on a keyboard. I don't think you. Exactly. So (laughs) for me, every landing is like Christmas. Every single landing is like, wow, that was actually competent, <laughs> you know? Yeah, so for weird. me, I'm still like a, a little kid getting used to the idea that you're actually going to end up where you intend instead of, you know, Exactly. the trees or the tower or the parking or the gas station or, you know. That was another favorite destination of the keyboard. You'd be going along, and if there was a fuel area at the airport, invariably I went right, right into it. No matter where it was, it's like the plane knew and said, "Oh, let's hit this." So that was a quick touch and go. That was fun. I like these little communities. The way you know they got the farmland and mm-hmm. and, yeah, the, it's, and it's small. The,
0: but this is an yeah. international airport. It's, oh no, actually no, it's regional. Knox. Yeah, it's uh, regional. Knox regional. That's still a nice name, Knox. It is. But I mean, I was thinking it was because the runways look big, but they're only 3,000 and 5,000, so.
1: We're in small planes, that's probably what it is.
0: <laughs> yeah, they could totally expand it. They have they have the space here the to space. make uh, definitely something bigger if they wanted to. I guess the issue would be the traffic. Yeah. Actually, talking about you trying to land and doing it successfully, 9 out of 10. Um, Boy. I brought my average down, <laughs> don't worry, you're not the one. <laughs> you're bringing yours up.
1: Um, I told you, I'm rubbing off on you, <laughs> my fault.
0: There is the uh, sensitivities which have now been uh, changed in the menu as well, there is a lot more control. So if you guys have a yoke and something's not right, and I know far all you have been just adding up all the weirdness of, of the simulator onto oh, yeah. your yoke and, and sensitivities especially, um, finally we're, we're having a menu now that's more decent that's more worked that would allow us to get um, the sensitivities and the little detail in the settings to really put it to a comfortable feel so feel free to revisit those the last update that we had I had a few crash to desktops ctds um, and those were associated with those changes so when Uh, the CTDs happened it's because the update uh, was still looking at the old profile that was saved for your joystick or controller and as a result it was bugging out. So the way to fix this and eventually a patch came out to fix it uh, was and it was actually a bigger patch than I expected Um, I thought it was just going to be a few megabytes and uh that was to redo the profile so people that had to redo their controllers it is not because something broke it's not well something did technically break but it was fixing an issue
1: Something else. so yeah.
0: sometimes when you have to upgrade you have to clean everything and start again fresh so that's what they did so if you had to um, go through your controls again um, don't have a bad taste in your mouth because that was actually to solve some of the big issues that maybe you experienced in the past so um and on the same i'm going to go well it's not really a tangent cuz it's pretty much the same thing but sometimes you got to be careful of what's happening in the simulator and what you believe is a bug because sometimes yep. it is not a bug
1: yeah sometimes um, it's not a bug
0: and there's there's been a lot of reports there's been a lot of, of stuff about this it's, well
1: you, see, you know what i'm starting Oh, go ahead. I'm sorry. What I'm starting to see on the forum, which you bring that up, is there is a discussion between people with other sims like P3D and X-Plane. And some people have gone back because, you know, mainly IFR, and they're having a, a bit of a hard time. But yet I'm finding, which I don't remember ever hearing before, but there were more than a few people like, you know, I went back, and some of the aircraft feels like I'm flying on rails. And I only really ever heard that term used with FSX. I never heard it applied, especially to X-Plane. So it was kind of weird, and I read a little bit further down, and there are some people in the smaller aircraft, at least, that are starting to feel like the dynamics that we're experiencing in VFR is more realistic than similar aircraft in FSX. Like, it's it's got more movement to the plane. But this is something that's, there com- is. that's completely new because for the most part, it was a lot of, oh, this is bugged. It feels funny. It doesn't feel right. It's not reacting the way I expect. But now, over time, it does seem like because people have gone back and to do the IFR, and then they're like, you know what? I'm gonna, I'm gonna do a little GA flying. And when they do, they're coming to the conclusion that the dynamics feel weird now in X-Plane. When before, even for the small aircraft, you never heard that. FSX was the one that That was flying on rails all the time so i thought that was i was surprised to see it that some of it is coming around so i wonder when they get ifr you know a little bit better if if that will happen as well
0: and actually some people do blame other bugs as the flight model i've seen that in and some groups that i'm in there's people that are saying that kind of makes me uneasy um i don't want to defend microsoft because they have made some mistakes and everyone oh yeah
1: for sure sometimes
0: you can't blame a bug and say it's the flight model and then attribute everything to the flight model
1: i'm guilty i thought i thought some of it was a bug as well i thought oh this this can't be right and it's like no i'm just not i'm not used to it i'm not flying right and that that was yeah I, I did it. I'm guilty of it a little bit, not vociferously, but I am guilty of thinking, well, this doesn't feel right. This is, but then I too still had FSX on my old PC, and I went to it for about five minutes. And I'm like, oh no, that literally feels like you're at the kitchen table. <laughs> now i I can't it's hard, and I don't mean the visuals. I just mean the way the the plane doesn't have that same sensation of I guess I don't realize how much this plane is moving in my field of view right now because I'm, I'm used to it and it feels like when I was in these small aircraft, it, it kind of feels like it. So it's got a kind of weight and, and, and movement that like, cause I have a little bit of wind in my weather here <clears throat> and I, I guess I've, I've learned to adapt to it. But as soon as you go back, go back to like a Cessna in the other SIM, not an add on, oh. but just go back. Yeah, it's to go back, and it's you're like, is my sim frozen? Is it? What's going on? Because nothing's moving. It's literally like you're sat on a kitchen table. Mm-hmm. Well, and it's honestly, just it's not true moving.
0: because even me, for example, well, I am not trimmed. So, well, I am partially trimmed. Uh, I'm not perfectly trimmed. So if i let go i would probably go up or down but right now i'm letting go and i'm slowly going left i know there's wind so that's part of it but i i do get movements i do get some turbulence i mean right now i'm going through the clouds and i'm seeing right now a bit of turbulence that's nice
2: yeah
0: um the old sims do have some of this but it's kind of like a gimmick where you it's
1: in a weird way yes
0: it's not truly (laughs) interacting with your plane so, that rail <laughs> model essentially, yeah, you know, is is what it is. Um, and I mean, I was about to mention that, but it's kind of funny because um, Evidence Police did mention it already. Uh, he made because I'm 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 seeing you, Evidence. You know, I I'm seeing you yeah. on the different platforms, FSLE and Me all that Me too. Yeah, you're really active, dude. That's that's crazy, Very... but. I saw your thing about the forum to remove the legacy model because of, you know, just people who would fly in the sim would not use the FSX model because it doesn't make sense. I actually want to respond with that just to be, I mean, I I don't want to impose my opinion, but I just want to add that when you start a new sim, there is this big transition period so i believe that yes at some point the legacy model would be removed but right now it's a, it's the only thing that would keep um smaller companies from being able to port their existing planes to the newer simulator and slowly work out you know the details of how do you implement this simulation how the heck you figure out the data for your plane? It's, it's not easy. If you go through the code and you understand what kind of... Because before there were just lookup tables. So now it's so much more complicated. How can you make everything be true to, to life? So that requires a lot more work than what used to be before, just your lookup tables and its, its basic systems. So I believe there's a lot of work that would go into this and to make things faster, they could include for those who are just starting uh, with a new simulator. And there's a lot of new techniques, new languages, new coding methods, new standards. We tend to forget that because we're, we're not behind coding, but these guys are. So it, we need that transition period. That's what I believe the FSX uh, legacy model was really for. Now, That's I don't believe this to stay for too long because eventually yeah. nobody's going to really use it. Uh, I mean, no. two years from now, if we still have the FSX legacy model, it's just because it probably have been forgotten and there's very small use cases that eventually could be reasonable. But I don't believe, apart from that, you know, a lot of things would be useful.
1: Yeah, I think they'll move on from, from that. But it, it's like the scaffolding. I've said it before um FSX was like the scaffolding upon which they they had to have something to start with because they had never you know really been in flight simulation before so it makes sense as to why they decided to at least kind of you know use that as a base as a very fine mm-hmm. I am no way going to be able to land here I'm way too high and way too fast but I wanted to see What this little runway looks like wow it's it's tiny i guess i could fly over it just to see but yeah it's it's hard to imagine what this is going to be like in a couple years it's going to be unbelievable and with this hardware coming out the way it is hopefully the competition now that amd will yeah give nvidia that maybe the prices will become a bit more reasonable because they're going to have to so we'll see about thing. that
0: because there's right now Nvidia, AMD, Intel. It's it's kind of a complicated situation. Um, Nikon Kia, thanks for being with us. Um, thank you for flying with us so far uh, and for listening yes,
1: sir. since day
0: one. That's that's really nice of you.
1: That's uh, awesome.
0: To follow us on that. Thanks so, so much. You have uh you have a good night. We'll uh, we'll see you next week.
1: Catch you next week for sure. I want evidence, please, to get a headset. We want to hear from you. Yeah, he's got a lot of knowledge. He's everywhere, you know, Reddit and Discord and.
0: There's there's some people that we're noticing in the community and it's. uh, Yeah. Yeah, feel free to join
1: us. And it'd be it'd be great to hear.
0: Because you know we're literally here. We're also just community members. We're not necessarily like a developer or anything. We have, we're we're just like you guys. So feel free to join. Exactly. Exactly. Join the conversation. Ask questions and so on. Uh, I want to answer your your thing about AMD and uh, and the pricing wars that could eventually happen. So far, there's no pricing war because everyone's been fighting for the biggest margins of profits possible per product. And that's been happening. Sadly, the issue with that comes with having the most money. And at this point, Intel has been milking a lot on consumers. Prices were high. They had to cut down prices. Since the 9900 k everything has slowly gone down um, in prices. Everything has gone down in price. But AMD is now better than Intel. You would say, well, would price decrease? Intel is not willing to decrease its price too much. It's not willing to do such a thing. So at best, nobody's buying and they would reduce it, but they still have a very large customer base. It's not because um, AMD is now the number one in performance ground, both single-threaded, multi-threaded, that it would necessarily mean that nobody's buying Intel. Everyone's still buying Intel. There's a lot of people. The server market is in a large majority still Intel, even though AMD's slowly eating that. Only issue is they cannot scale up fast enough to really... Eat up enough market share because that market is huge. So, Intel is still selling regardless. They can still keep some prices because they're still going to get revenue. They know there's still a demand, and AMD cannot fulfill that demand because there's only two real companies here. So, AMD, with their latest offerings above the 5600, they increased the price by 50 bucks approximately across the upper high range, uh, just like the higher chips pretty much. And those are now more expensive because AMD's above Intel. Therefore they can charge a premium for it. That's where I was going. You, you increase the prices because your products are better than the other, but the other also know that they're not going to decrease the prices. They're still fine where they are. As a result, you're kind of stuck in this thing where you technically have a bit of both. You know, prices are decreasing a bit because there's less demand because there's better products out there. But the new products are also increasing in price. So in the short term, I'm not expecting prices to really decrease. I would say it would be in the more long term when we get a second generation, a third generation, a fourth generation coming in of next generation products, the ones that are coming in in the next two years. That's when we might start to see. You know, a lot of those things where, oh, well, this is a newer product. It's about the same price. It doesn't make sense to buy at the same price this older product. And those things will happen the more performance gap there is between product lines. We had about 20% right now between the 39 and the 59 from Ryzen, for example. There's been 20%. That's pretty big. So we're going to see next generation, can they do another 10, 15, 20% again? And if they do this for the next two years, three years, they're going to build a war chest because they know Intel is going to be back in about 2022, 2021 at the earliest. If they can, if Intel can really, um, well, we could say if they really research and do as much as they can, if they're able to achieve for 2021, that would be really a miracle, but At least we would say 2022 to be safe, that's where we're looking at. And that's when they could come back with some good stuff. We're not saying Intel is extremely far behind, but they're far behind enough not to have an offering for Christmas, for example. There's not really any Intel CPUs. We know there was the the 10, 900K, 600K, and so on. But AMD already beat all of those, so there's nothing really to buy from Intel high-end right now. And even... Mid-range, you might still be better off with an AMD CPU just because of the upgrade range with your motherboards. So Intel's not competitive at the moment. They're not necessarily going to decrease their prices, and it's kind of like Nvidia, where it's it's a well-known brand, so they're not losing value in the used market, or at least not as much as they should. Like honestly, you can still see cards which are old, still 200, 300, 400 bucks. When honestly, they should be at 100, 200, no more. Wow. So so pricing-wise, we're we're still in a very tough situation, even with all those shortages and all that stuff. So it's going to take a while for the prices to settle, uh, and that will only be done when we get a solid continual improvement in cpu gpu performance motherboards new features i mean honestly pcie 3.0 for motherboards that has finally like it that is it started in 2010 and it took about two years to really get onto motherboards so since 2012 we've had pcie 3.0 we're finally getting pcie 4.0 now which started in in 2016 2018 and i mean pcie 5.0 is finally coming out so We had this sleep mode for like five years, really, in the CPU industry, staying with four cores, and yeah, now we're taking a bit of time to really wake up.
1: Honestly, the competition has definitely—it's there to wake Intel up. It's just you wonder how they're going to respond. Are they going to, you know, realize? Yeah, you know what? We really we have some ground that we need to to make up.
0: Honestly, it's funny because. It took them a long time to get to that. When they came out with the first uh, generation of Ryzen processors in 2017, Intel did not believe AMD would be as good as no. they were. No. They definitely underestimated, and even after they kept underestimating. So they it took a while. And don't forget, Intel is huge. Like AMD is barely a tenth of what Intel is. So there was a lot of financial horsepower, uh, and there's there's a lot of things going on at Intel. It's a huge company, so even communication-wise, it's very difficult. But overall, they, they didn't really know what was going to happen with AMD, and what I love about AMD recently is they finally are starting to get their stuff together because, honestly, they had a lot of issues with their marketing that seems to be starting to clean up. Uh, I know they did a cleanup in the in the management, the staff. Um, there used to be so many leaks about every product. The AMD generation of, of GPUs literally has been the cleanest in ages leak-wise. There has not been a lot of leaks. And that's because they realized it was the marketing department who was leaking a lot of those things. So, yeah. And, of course, AIBs, board partners, and so on, these guys would also have, of course, some people leaking information at some point. So... That was expected, so that's why they waited till maybe I think it was a week before they really started briefing um, their board partners about the kind of GPUs they had. And we had some leaks, but at least it wasn't to the same level. Honestly, there's some people in the industry who have found more information about AMD products through NVIDIA people. Wow how the heck like that's really good when you know it's the competition that is the best at finding the information because otherwise it's not out there so that's really i think the best honestly that's the position we're in right now is amd slowly starting to get back on track they need money to be able to accumulate a war chest and get ready for the next three years right now they can profit off of this and gain some market share, reduce their debt, even though honestly it's not that huge, and just be able to to get back on track with their earnings. Once they're back on track financially, they'll be really good to compete. Because yep. otherwise, all their lineups are pretty financially stable. Like The chiplet architecture is a real money saver because there's no waste. If the chip is not fully working... Well, you can just put it as a, a two-core, four-core, or six-core. And then, because chiplets are essentially, you have like a main iodide, which is going to link different cores. And those chiplets are a mix of eight cores in one thing. And if there's a defect somewhere, you just turn off the core, one, two cores. And then you can assemble up to four of those chiplets per IO die, and even more like I mean they they can technically go to whatever limits they have which we will not really know yet um and they can just add more of those so that's how they can get a 64 core but to get a 64 core you know you need eight of those little chiplets that have eight cores in it properly clean so when you get a six core it could just be one chip it could be two chips You know, you don't know exactly what it is, but they can pretty much use every single chip that they have, even some that have defects, because it is not a monolithic die, everything's on it. They can just take the chip and put it in the CPU, that chip goes into the CPU, and so they can choose the number of cores that goes into which, which is why financials has been really good production-wise. So honestly, it's just a matter of time. They build a war chest, and competition starts again in 2022. That's nice. what I'm seeing the next few years, honestly. That's going nice. to be fun, even
1: it will in the be. mobile
0: industry. Yeah, and then imagine us. What will be then will be on a 49 ETI and a <laughs> resin 7000. Know. Yeah. That would be cool. But then the SIM would run much better, right?
1: Of course. Because... And of course, as, as soon as the, the hardware becomes becomes available, we're going to start to see even more and more additions it's always a game so to speak of as soon as something becomes available to us the simulators already progress to a point that uh you'll be able to take advantage of it it'll be a little bit expensive in the beginning but it's kind of nice that the the simulator and the hardware are kind of combining or competing with each other to say okay now that you've caught up let me do this and Let's see, what we, let's see what we can add to the simulator to make it even more realistic, which is going to require more CPU power, more RAM, more GPU. And it's, it's, it's this never ending game that at some point will get to complete realism. Can't imagine what that PC is going to be like, but. Uh, it's going to
0: be warm for sure.
1: <laughs> yeah, how they're going to keep that cool, I have no idea. Yep,
0: yeah, that's a really good question. But. But, you know, more performance also means you can output more things on the screen, higher resolution yeah. textures, sort of, and just the whole thing. And imagine powering two very high-end displays close to each other in a box that also has other types of motion sensors. I think you call that wow. VR. Hmm. Yeah. And, I mean, that's what VR is, right? Two screens in a box with lens and a few sensors to get an idea of where you are. And that's on the way as well, because... Um, those who have VR headsets and probably heard about it, you could sign up for the VR beta. That would allow you, you needed some minimum specs, you needed certain headsets, and if you got selected, yay, lucky you, um, you would be able to uh, to test the VR experience. Um, there is an ND on this, though. Don't leak anything because <laughs> it's not going to go well for you. You're just going to be kicked off the program, banned from the Discord, and, you know, things like that. So be nice, respect the NDA, keep, there's been thousands of people secrets. who've been like yeah. you before, so don't worry about it. I know it's
1: exciting.
0: So that thing, what's what I found really amazing about VR is there's been always, and honestly they don't tell us much about it, but in the live Q&As they tell us this update is going to have optimizations on multi-threading this feature, from the CPU so that there's less usage. And we know that the sim is mostly CPU bound. There is a lot of things that make the simulator uh, use a lot of CPU, which is why when you look at the Ryzen 5000s, there's like a 20 FPS difference just going from uh, an older generation, the 3000 to the to 3000 to the 5000. And with the VR right now, we're in a pretty good stage, you know, as I said in the QA, they're telling us there's improvements in this. We're adding a lot more uh, support for multi threading to the point where at the end we're hoping to have an exact balance between different cores. And when that's going to be achieved, more stuff's going to be offput to the GPU, and as a result, we'll get better performance in general. We're at a point where we could say we have enough performance to get with everything high-end to get like a 60 fps experience and well they, they wouldn't be working on vr if they knew the sim would not provide the frame rates that would be acceptable for those things and at the same time they're working on the next generation of vr headsets so it's slowly coming together that could be that one thing that was mentioned in the development roadmap for november 26 the feature discovery series episode 9 that will be exciting to watch and i believe that's what vr is going to be because they've been working on it they now have a beta and yeah very obviously you know that's that's the one thing that's been really worked on recently the rest there's we have no news really about shared cockpit because Last time we heard about it, they're saying we're still fixing multiplayer issues. And once those are all solved, then we can work on top of that. But if the structure is not there, then it's no point. We'll just be wasting time. Um, yeah. And that makes sense, honestly, when you think about it. Yeah. And then the second thing, of course, you know, like all those things, they're not there yet. We didn't hear anything about it. We know there's going to be quite a few things that are be coming up in the next year. Um, and I want to go find that quote again, but in the QA and did say, you know, out of the 23 things in the wish list from this year, 20 will be different next year.
1: Yeah,
0: of course. That means, or they're going to go through and they're expecting within the next year to do about 20 of the 23 things that are currently in the wish list. And twenty out of twenty-three for me—that's a pretty reasonable yeah. like, goal, you know. If you look at the calculation, that's eighty-six percent, eighty-six point nine. So that's a lot nice of stuff. Turn rate, yep. So if you look right now, if you went to the wish list, which I could I could scroll up to right now, uh, you know, like the remove press press key to start. That's out. Uh, Fly by war community, replay, scenery gateway, open up the weather system to third party, multiple screen, text 12, update CDs and airports in South Korea, metric, free right. war categories, remove ground vehicles, taxi waistline issues, power lines, more objects, disappointing terrain from mountains, improve pushback system, gliders, helicopters, sailplanes. Uh, high trains. quality train maps, <laughs> IMS yeah. Trains, which had 238 yeah. votes. Um, that has not started as a status, so okay. No. But IMS Trains, that is nice. If you could get a nice quality train. I know there's already an add-on for Hogwarts. They just need the train. You know, so. <laughs> Can you imagine those?
1: looking down and seeing a train going by? You'd be like, that would what? be
2: amazing.
1: Yeah, because it would be so immersive. You'd just be like, oh, that looks real. Cut yourself off. It's just yeah. You know, it's these little touches that they can add as they fix the really big things. I mean, obviously, like you said, it it hasn't been it's in the backlog and it's not started. But it's nice that you know they they, they are keeping track even of some of the uh, lesser requested uh, things. So who knows? Maybe like we said, in 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 a year or two, the sim is going to be drastically different. If you go out another two years into the future we're talking about a really stable platform where only minor tweaks here and there yeah are going to be necessary and all of these really really small details that would add add that kind of little finishing touch on the top I would expect that they would start to roll in after the initial year maybe even two so that we can get PMDG and A2A and get those aircraft in and it's coming. Just We just have to be patient. But um, honestly,
0: these it's things I amazing, mentioned so.
1: in the wish list, they're not that yeah. bad. Yes, nope. they're a
0: bit of work, but you're always going to have some work, adding more objects, cleaning up some things, adding more, uh, like, things, just trains, um, having better control over certain aspects, like the pushback, which I can totally yeah. understand. I'm using pushback helper because I mean, I... I going through the pushback thing with atc is is a bit of a pain especially when doing these things where we don't even use atc so yeah. there's a lot of these tools that we want eventually to be integrated in the simulator and honestly it's not that difficult of a goal i'm not saying how i like i don't know how am uh, why am i saying amd uh why asobo or how asobo handles the workload i have no clue on on how long it takes them to do tasks and how well organized and what kind of schedule they could have. Um, but it seems for me like a year to get those kind of goals in is reasonable. And visibly they believe too. Um, and even if COVID is hitting, a year is I think a nice timeline for this. And it's 20 items. Some yeah. of them are pretty simple. Some of them are already fixed. So
1: And considering the state of, every, of everything, at least for VFR is so enjoyable that you know what I mean? We're going to have a little bit of, you know, general aviation aircraft coming and the scenery will keep pouring in. We'll, we'll keep getting little, little, little bits of uh, improvements and things like that. So over the course of these 12 months, we're going to be able to enjoy what we're doing. Look, we're enjoying what we have now, let alone, you know, what are we going to see in a year? So there are some forms of flying that not, are not as, in, as enjoyable and you can... You know, if you have a little bit of frustration there. I can definitely understand it, mm-hmm. but there are elements that you can completely enjoy as they are, right now. Let alone these these tiny things. Some of the systems and the more complex aircraft are required by some people to enjoy it. So take a little while to get them in. But for right now, if they can do like what Evidence Please had mentioned that you know he never really used to fly this way, and and now it's like he it doesn't fly any other way and you can see why it's It's, true it's true if you give it a chance you may find you may find how fun it is it's just a different way of flying and for a lot of people like i said in the past you couldn't fly this way so obviously they gravitated to what they could do but now that you can it's it's if people are finding it a little bit frustrating for the the airliner maybe they should uh or if they could try to give this a a shot and see if they like push watch. flying and you know. You
0: should watch how Doc Door is is handling this little formation flight. He's doing pretty darn good.
1: Uh, that's something I have
0: Thank you, thank you.
1: I need to learn. That's something I do not know. The it's an art. And I it's definitely an need some yep.
0: You know, that's one of the things when the simulator came out that I was very excited about. Multiplayer, where you just fly and it's smooth. You don't have people choppy or jumping around. Um, FSX used to be horrible in that department. Um, It's like if you were flying 30 FPS and everyone was flying 5 FPS or 3 FPS. Wow. They were jumping. Like you could see them slowly moving randomly it was quite awkward and it did not it did not feel good it was not a good experience no. like the way we fly now would not be visually possible you no. have everything like jiggery no. and and, and yeah. weird like that so
1: stuttering and and jerking around and yeah almost like if, slu, like if you just hit the slew like if you just slewed your way around right now with that Sudden jerking and and jumping. and Yeah, it would just be like you're in an earthquake. It's not enjoyable. This is... Yeah, it's... Wow. It's something to appreciate. There's a few improvements,
0: right? This is one of them, but another one is uh, when you get too close to another plane, you become transparent.
1: Well, well, yeah, I think that's their way of... Maybe... Otherwise, we'd all be falling out of the sky.
0: Well, FSX, you had to turn off Crash Collision because otherwise it would detect when another plane goes into you and it would just say, you know what? You're out. Yep.
1: Exactly.
0: And you know, it's, it's not like in DCS where you can see yourself plunge to the ground and that maybe have a bit of satisfaction out of that, even though you're pretty pissed because you were at cruising altitude and someone just rammed it to you and you won't be able to do your nice landing and everything.
1: I must confess the 12 year old in me would, would (laughs) like a little bit of that crash physics. I think it'd be,
0: yeah, I don't think the cool. manufacturers would love it.
1: No. N-O. Gonna have, somebody else is going to have to pull that one off. That's well, definitely not going to be a and That's a why sanctioned... you have third-party
0: add-ons. Right now, there's not yep. really true third-party add-ons that really do this. Um, there is... Well, the only one that I really know that has a bit of this it would be Neofly, where it kind of calculates its own hull based on your usage through the software. It doesn't create a hull for the plane, specifically, like, just in the sim. It doesn't take too much data from the sim about that. Like, There's no variable for plane health, I think, in the game. Right. So it is all simulated through the software, um, and it's on the plane type, so you get one plane type, of course, in, in the game. You don't have 20 different planes of the same category, same thing. So it finds, oh, you're in the next cub. That's what your hull is. This is your fuel. This is your health, like tells you everything and it does some very funny things if you end up uh forgetting to fix your plane so you you do get some nice black smoke your engine cuts off some weird failures could happen so it's kind of fun that's the only thing that i've really figured out so far is through there um there's no true other method uh, that i've found yet that are really enjoyable at the same time, like. You need a reason to break your plane and honestly just so the ones that just say, Let's schedule, that's not really fun for me. So no, a scheduler doesn't work. So having NeoFly with scenarios actually make you believe more what's happening?
1: Yeah. I, I'm definitely definitely have to look into it and I just I get distracted. I just say, Oh, I'm gonna test something, I have an idea, I'm gonna fiddle with the weather, let me jump in for fifteen minutes and forty five minutes later. Um Yeah, what it's I keep getting overwhelmed by the by the beauty of the simulator that I can't sometimes I can't focus. I'm gonna be honest. That's why I love doing these flights. It focuses me. I've you know, I've got a flight plan. Instead of just hopping in the plane and I have a departure, but I have no arrival. And I'm just enjoying the view and the the scenery and the sunset and I just I don't know. It's, really it's either nice. a halt or it's a blessing. I don't know which one it is, but...
0: I mean, it's, it's only definitely... 437 right now, and it's getting night for me.
1: Well, yeah, really me too. Nice. It's very far north. You know, we're very, quite far north. It's late in the, it's late in the season.
0: Oh, yeah. For so me, it's, it's about the started, time where yeah. it starts getting night now, especially since oh, yeah. we switched hours. Yep. Yeah. So, yeah, I'm slowly getting down speed and altitude for a nice little landing. Uh, that's yeah. runway 18 that you see right in front of us. Uh, If you want, you can get a much bigger runway than this little 6,000. You get a 7,000 feet runway uh, if you go for runway 11 or 2.9, which is the one perpendicular.
2: Okay.
0: So if anyone wants a little more, even though we're, we're all in pretty small planes, I mean, I wouldn't expect like an A320 to go for that or like a BizJet. But BizJets, honestly, the ones that are in here, they're quite true to life, overpowered and hella fast.
1: Yeah. That's what I love about these little cubs. Even though I'm drastically too high, I can just literally in a few seconds, you know, down throttle a little bit, put up the flaps, and I've got control and a good descent rate and I can go from you're gonna crash for sure to a successful so landing. Cute it's sab-
0: like this Savage Cub is so cute, honestly.
1: Yeah. This yel- <laughs> I love it. little
0: yellow plane.
1: Yeah, I, I love it. it. Loads of fun.
0: You're a little low, though, aren't you?
1: Yeah, I am a little. Well,
0: yeah, I mean, just no, maintain that I altitude.
1: I think I'm okay. I'm at, uh, coming, I'm approaching 2,000. Yeah. Gonna turn a little bit.
0: There's also add-ons to modify things like the, the, uh, the labels about the pilots. You can add different variables, different colors, and so on, so.
1: I'll tell you what, having this bigger monitor sure makes the view is like, wow, it's, I feel spoiled or like uh, a little kid.
0: Yeah, <laughs> and I'm looking ahead and we're seeing like this is probably, well, you can see it's auto-gen. It looks a little funky, but it's not so bad for what it is. There's probably way too many lights in certain areas, though.
1: I can't wait for the lights to, they said they're going to revert this yes. this light effect that's going on right now. They're going to go back and roll that back a little bit. It's something they meant to do, but it got left in. Apparently, so this will be, um, this will be changed back. Because the night lighting was absolutely phenomenal before with the, uh, the variation. And now it's got a little bit of a Christmassy light effect a little bit. Yeah, On some of the highways. Because they're paired up. The light, the globes of light are sort of paired up. But it's okay. They're aware of it. And they're going to take care of it. So I can't wait for this new effects, uh, the new effects engine to come out. I have no idea. Maybe maybe that big... up. I'll tell you, update number nine is going to be something. If you look at all the, the, all the major stuff. things that yeah. are coming for update nine, it's like, wow. I think
0: and update I, and, nine was one of those targets that was set very early on. And they knew I think they wanted yeah. big projects to be done by then.
1: And it looks like that could be late December. Because if they do the two... Although with the COVID thing, yeah. let's Let's say maybe mid to late January instead because of the announcement today. but
0: Yeah, well, I mean, they did work for a long time at home as well, right? Yeah. They worked, I think, during the summer when they moved back. So all of spring was done at home.
1: And I'm down.
0: Nice. Yeah, I did a little uh 360 to reduce speed and altitude. And now I'm right behind you guys.
2: What this a is joy. Nice.
0: We're to landing.
1: land. This honeycomb, sun's
0: going down. Man.
1: can't say enough good things about it <laughs> every time I land and it's just calm and normal it's still completely unexpected I I can't quite <laughs> get used to it it's you know 25 years of catastrophe it takes a while to get acclimated I'm not quite sure where we should be i'm on the tower side here incidentally running over all the lights (laughs) i don't know if i should go to the other side or not but
0: just go find a parking spot doesn't matter we'll just go all together might
1: be some over here by the tower hopefully or maybe i'll just pick up somebody from the tower you know (laughs) your ride is right your uber
0: your uber has arrived
1: i'm actually not this is a turnaround area so I'm actually not. I'm gonna to have to come all the way around. Yeah, I'm on, I'm on a turn around for the taxi here. Wow, that's a weird so effect.
0: does that mean we're supposed to go where the other tower is? Because there's two oh, towers. Oh, right, there's here.
1: two. That's right. Just saw that.
0: Um. Yeah, I see. Everyone's kind of playing around. Yeah, you guys yeah. went to this. Uh
1: is now that you're close enough, I actually can hear all the environmental sounds. It's awesome. I literally looked stupidly. Thank God nobody can see me in my house. I just looked around like, oh, who's right behind me? Because nobody spooky. was ahead of me, and it's you. <laughs> it's your aircraft.
0: Actually, like, well, it's wow. probably not exactly me. It's more like a uh, control Or freak.
1: it literally sounds like somebody is right on my left wing, but there's nobody there. Uh, it's literally is... me.
0: Yeah, it's, it's Control lit- Freak. He's right behind you, so you probably don't see him because he's close. Oh, I know.
1: Okay, that's what it is. Oh, yeah, now I see him. Okay, that's what it is. I like this little yeah, night back view. a little.
0: Yeah.
1: Wow. So I don't know how I'm going to react with a throttle and, and rudder pedal, so I'm going to be thinking I'm...
0: Oh, it's going to be fun to watch. Yeah,
1: Charles Lindbergh or something, you yeah. know? Okay, let's go over here.
0: I like watching those planes right there like that. They're really nice with all the ground equipment and the lighting at night. That looks good. Yeah. I think the I only
1: night actually.
0: Only unrealistic yeah. thing is two towers for just two runways. Seems Well, little... they're fans of
1: Lord of the Rings, so you had to, you know <laughs> two towers.
0: <laughs> oh, it's like that Japan trip we did. Right. Yeah. That was uh two towers. But they were right next to each other then, so it was yeah. it wasn't better. Yeah. One is for air, the other is for ground.
1: Yeah. Oh, there you go. That's perfect. Yeah, I mean,
0: the issue is it's only two very small runways.
1: I'm following you, Cookie.
0: Yeah, I'm going out to the little surface road following Dock Door right here, because uh, why not? It's fun. Well, I was assigned to this parking. I don't know if you guys do that. But yeah. You could ask for assigned parking. I think Great. I have enough to deal with and don't want ATC on yeah. top.
1: Yeah. Well, I love
0: how they put an X like if this was a taxiway, you weren't supposed to go on it. <laughs> I don't care. Mm-hmm. I'm still going on it. You can X Could me all you want Landing
1: on. lights. I didn't even think about that.
0: Oh, that's kind of important.
1: Yeah, yeah I just just pop those on. Oof! This rudder's a little I'll follow dock to the before. left, to the right, to the left, to the right. Slow down.
0: Well, thanks, Dr. door for assigning uh, a gate for us.
1: Yes. Oh, we're in the general. I don't AP know issue. if it would be
0: the same one, though. Nah. There are many times that the same parking spot would be assigned to, to the whole group, and there are times that it would give it individually. You can try to stop and just get into the same spot where I'm at. Nah, it's, what I'm saying is just we know somewhere we, where to go. That's really it. Hey, there we go.
1: I'm on plane.
0: Nice little parking. I can. uh, Seems like uh, we've all landed. That's really nice. Uh, Nobody died, except for my propeller. But I mean. Oh,
1: I went a little further than I wanted to, but that's okay.
0: Man, it's fine. Well, that's nice. I I like how we landed and. It was basically turning night at the same moment. So we had the lights, but we could still see her landing. Problem. That was a nice uh, nice timing.
1: Nice byproduct of the uh, flight plan. Excellent.
0: But I didn't expect at 4.30, 4.20 to already have to worry about lighting.
1: Yeah, I for, forgot about that. For I didn't landing. think about it either.
0: Well, I put 2.20, I think, about... Well, yeah, you could calculate how long ago, but but I um I had that and I was like yeah that's gonna last us an afternoon we don't have to yeah, worry.
1: And the sun's setting at like six right so. But this thing is way too
0: good. Like FSX did not have really good weather, so seasons no. were just out of the question. So I always flew during summer honestly, and it was just annoying to have to go find that season thing during in an FSX. So that was just another thing to worry about. Yeah. So I never worried or bothered at all.
1: Yeah. Something you never even thought about because it just wasn't wasn't something that you know, they could simulate or that they would simulate. So
0: Yeah. It's, exactly.
1: It's amazing how many things we kind of don't consider simply because the brain's saying, Oh well that's not possible, so just don't think about it, don't expect it, don't want it and now this simulator's opening up our I'm still having this issue where I am parked and my plane wants to travel. So I'm still having a little bit even though oh. the
0: Yeah, I might be traveling as well. On,
1: Break. parking brakes on, but it did this when we first initially started. So I need to try to
0: Yeah, it's a nice view. To and you know one night,
1: one night we did one of the flights. I think it was in Scotland. And after we landed, we were just talking and I forgot to exit the simulator and I was in Discord with you and and going over everything. And when I went back just to watch, I think I I think I posted pictures of the way just sitting here and watching the sunset and was like, Wow, this is unbelievable that it went from this sunset to twilight to very faint and yeah, we landed
0: at Inverness. Yeah. We landed before the sun set. And then we stayed a little bit... Well, we don't always leave the sim straight away after the podcast. Uh, Sometimes we hang around a bit. And um, we... Yeah, we talked, and we saw literally the whole whole thing. It was a really nice view.
1: It really was, and it was... It's just wonderful to see that attention to detail that you just... I don't know, you just didn't... It seems so simple. It's like, well, why wouldn't it happen? But... It's just not something I've ever really experienced before just to sit there and leave this plane, go away for 15 minutes and come back and mm-hmm. the world has changed. It's really cool.
0: Yeah, exactly. Well, thank you everyone for being with us. That concludes our 14th podcast. Wow. It's already 14. Oh, already. Um, thank you for flying with us. This was really a lot of fun, uh, especially this one, just doing those little impromptu landings when we, it's not saying that we didn't plan them, but we didn't really think about landing until we were like, yeah, you know what? There's runway, so let's go. So uh, thank you for uh, doing that little challenge with us. That was a lot of fun. Uh, you guys did land really well as well. Like all of you guys, even you for aisle. So
1: GG. Hey, you uh, and me, can you imagine? <laughs> exactly. So <laughs> thank you uh,
0: for all your questions, participation, just being with us. Uh, it's a lot of fun. We do this every Thursday, 7 p.m., Uh, Eastern time, and it's uh, 2300 Zulu. So uh, thank you very much, and uh, we'll see you in the next
1: one. Thank you, guys. See you all later. Thanks for flying. Thank Thank you. Thank you. Great.